Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Welcome. Oh my gosh, it's been two weeks since I had the opportunity to publish a podcast. I'm sorry. Man, I cannot get any work done when my kids are around. Do you feel me? Um, But I've just had to let it go. I've had to just kind of surrender. You know, this is what it is. I love to work. I love to play. This is truly my playground. So I am so grateful to be back publishing. I'm so grateful that my kids are back in school and I can spend some time doing podcasting and blogging and all the things that truly fills my creative soul. Um, So I am so excited for this podcast. This was such an interesting and awesome conversation. I really walked away with um, inspiration and I feel that that's what we need in the world today. There's so many things going on right now and it can feel overwhelming. Uh, It can feel, things can bring us anxiety and fear. um, And I just love this conversation because it reminds us that we are the ones that create the stories in our minds. Now we have no control over anything outside of us, but we can only control our thoughts, our words, our actions, and how we create the world in our families, right? And in, in our own world, we are truly the creator of our reality. And the sooner that we realize that and buck up, and start to take ownership, um, the more transformation that we can experience in our lives. And then it transforms our families, it transforms our community. It's beautiful and it's inspiring and it just um, reminds us how powerful we are. So before I go in and introduce my guest for this podcast, um, I want to let you all know the sponsor for this podcast is Fullscript. It is my go-to supplement company. It's an online dispensary that I have the opportunity to provide you, my clients, my friends, my people, um, the opportunity to buy supplements that are legit, that are not, you don't want to buy your supplements on Amazon, my friends. Uh, You want to buy from a reputable, 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 there we go, source. Um, And I love this company. And I have created an immune support recommendation, a protocol. These are are things that I recommend. Now, um, as I record this, we are in mid-August, August 17th to be exact, 2021. And we're moving into the fall. And this is when um, we start to go inside. Things get colder. We're not getting as much vitamin D. Um, And so this is why I wanted to create this protocol. It's an immune support. um, And I have one of um, all my favorite things that I use, a vitamin D that has K2, which is very important for the absorption of vitamin D in your body. You gotta have K2. So that is beautifully paired with that. It's called vitamin D Supreme. Uh, It is a synergistic blend um, and it's by Designs for Health. I also have Bioimmunosome Forte. This is by Biotics Research. It's a mix of incredible minerals and vitamins, all the things that our body needs. Now, of course, remember, just want to put this in there. We do, we cannot supplement ourselves out of a shitty diet. So we always, always, always want to eat real, whole, nutritious foods. Okay, and then we go to supplements. Um, I also have elderberry syrup, which is amazing. A wonderful. Um, complete probiotic that 
I use, um, I always use. It's a wonderful probiotic by Claire Labs. They use specific technology that the probiotics can actually survive your acid in your stomach, um, which is so important. So um, it's really important because a lot of probiotics don't have that technology and they just get eaten up by stomach acid, which is so sad because you're spending all this money. And then I have a fermented turmeric turmeric um, product. And this, I love fermented turmeric. I mean, this is turmeric on steroids. Um, now I have fresh turmeric and powdered turmeric every single morning. That's how I roll. Um, but if you just want it in the uh, supplement form, pill form, um, I have that for you. So down below in the show notes, you can check that out. All right. So uh, Miss Essentia. Wow. Um, so the first time I met Miss Essentia was at a singing meditation retreat. Um, she is unlike any individual I have ever met. She is not only so stunningly beautiful, um, but that's, you know, that's of course surface level. She has this presence about her, um, this most amazing presence that you, you feel like she's looking into your soul. Like she truly sees you. Um, she's a beautiful human. Um, she is so right up our alley, my friends, my hippie moms. Um, she is um, a masseuse. She does a lot of body work, craniosacral therapy, uh, which we go into a little bit. She's a birth doula, a death midwifery, midwi- midwifery, midwifery <laughs> services, which is so interesting, a holistic health coach. Um, she's also a flower essence practitioner and counselor, uh, priestess of poetry and ceremonialist. Um, she really is so uplifting, uh, so grounding, and I feel so honored to have her on our podcast. I really do love having different people from all different uh, upbringings and backgrounds, and we're really going to start expanding here in Hippie Moms. I'm so excited, and I just am so grateful for Mrs. Sentia to come and bless us with her presence, her wisdom, and we're really going to go into storytelling. We know we really talk a lot about, you know, we live in a a crazy time right now, and I don't know when it's not a crazy time. Um, And so what can we do? What are some things that we can kind of pull ourselves back into the present moment? Um, And we kind of go into some of that. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So let's roll into it. I would love to hear a little bit about your story how you got to become the priestess, you know, um, of just being that healing conduit for humanity. And mm-hmm. obviously I was, um, I had the honor to be a part of it and it's been completely life-changing. And so we won't necessarily, um, sure. but we, but I would love to talk about, you know, how you bring healing and how you got to this journey and just whatever kind of comes up, little things that we can just plant seeds into these mamas hearts and minds to just, sure. you know, propel them forward. So it's just sure. it's such an honor to have this conversation. I'm so excited. Sure. My pleasure. I would love to know, how did you begin to create these transformational retreats that I am, again, I was able to um, partake in that has been complete, completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, really, it's been incredible and eye-opening and Um, so I would just love to hear like how, tell me, tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, um, and thanks for asking it's, you know, when asked the question, I get to review it myself, which is not something that I do with myself. Um, so, and so when in this position, you know, really makes me reflect on it, not being a straight path or not, you know, basically not a goal oriented, um, decision. So, you know, really it's just, 
I mean, ultimately a soul calling is what I feel that it is. You know, what some people may call a dharma. There's different language and different um, traditions that point towards what we come here for, what we come to mm-hmm. earth for, and, you know, what we're here to, to give and to serve. So, and my path has just been so many different initiations, ultimately, um, mm-hmm. you know, for my own, what I believed, and it was my own soul's evolution, which it is, and it was. But what I would come later to understand is that it's really, it was really training. Um, mm. So, you know, many years of just going into the jungles and into the deserts and working with different indigenous tribes and taken in is what I would call a cultural orphan. Mm. And, um, you know, so many of us, like I can speak for myself, really, that, you know, as a European American living in America, that so many of the traditions of, you know, whoever my ancestors are, have been lost. And it's not something that was maintained, it was handed down. And ultimately, if we live here, we came from a band of fleeing ancestors that Mm. fled the land that they came from for some reason. They wanted to leave. Some, they felt some oppression or they felt that there was something more in another place. And so they left behind many of their roots. So because of that, you know, I think that there's a, there's a benefit there. And then there's also a deficit. So we're not carrying the long held traditions of the ancestors, but we become a, a fresh canvas, you know, a fresh yeah. just opportunity to receive you know, other ways and wisdoms and not have, um, not have anything standing in the way of that. Um, and that right there, that's, that's, um, that's a beauty and that's a privilege and that's a, um, yeah, I call like, a, you know, it's a pro essentially. So going to that's those beautiful. many different places and receiving many different ways, um, Mm. learning how ultimately to what I would consider like dismantle the Western mind or the Western psychology. Mm. And it's not that the Western psychology is bad, but it's disconnected from nature. Mm -hmm. So in that dismantling, building a deeper connection with nature, you know, being Mm. able to really deeply listen. Um, Mm. And that is really where I believe that the path or my path or any of the work really sprang forth from was being able to dismantle those pieces that stand in the way of being able to listen. Mm, it's beautiful. I, um, it, that so resonates because I, I almost feel like it's what you are bringing is almost to help people remember. Yes. To remember who we are and kind of why we're here. And it has been lost. I mean, there's so much self-created suffering in our world. And that's one thing I really realized after your retreat is how, how much I am responsible for my suffering mm-hmm. and this, and the stories that I tell, and this is learned behavior. You know, it's, it's things that we kind of pick up over and over, but now I feel there, do you feel there's a shift going on in the world that's kind of opening us to a higher level of consciousness um, and I know maybe in your work, you see that. And I, I think if you step into the world, 
you might not feel that, but I would love to get your perspective. Like, what are you seeing shifting in our world? Hmm. Um, that, I mean, so that I believe is happening always. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's like a, um, like a breathing type of rhythm to it. So, you know, there's a pulsation where like that particular energetic maybe begins to grow and has more, that impulse has more of an effect on the planet. And then of course it will um, contract just like everything does and kind of go back yes. into itself and gain some more momentum and then come back. So mm -hmm. yeah. yes, I feel that, uh, I don't know. I actually feel like we're in a contraction right now. So, mm -hmm. um, but what follows the contraction is the expansion. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I'm, I feel like we're preparing actually for what you're speaking about is like a greater awakening, a greater remembering, you know, a greater attendance mm -hmm. to the, to the original intelligence of the planet. Mm. I love that. I love that so much. I, um, there is, I love that you say that there's almost like this, it's a contraction. And then is there kind of a part where we, we stay for a moment? I, I don't know what it was called, but almost like just a moment before we contract, is there those, is it almost like almost four levels? Do you know what I mean? So we're here, we expand, uh -huh. it's kind of a, and then we come back. And like you said, it's, it's that breathing. I loved, I never really thought about that. It is like the breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything is, I mean, the way that the human body operates is a fingerprint of the universe. And so, you know, we can, we can study the cosmos by studying the body and the rhythms within it. So, you know, everything has an expansion and the contraction, the universe is doing it, the multiverse is doing it at all times, we're doing it. Um, so mm. with anything that occurs, we're going to do inside that type of rhythm. Mm. Mm, I love that. I love, I love what you just said, that we can really, to know the universe is almost to know us. I mean, because we are, aren't, we are that, aren't we a reflection of that? We hold that within us. I mean, we are literally made from stars. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Like that's so amazing. We're stardust. We're all that beautiful energy of stars. <laughs> I love it. So um, I would, this is beautiful. And so as we remember, as we remember kind of our origins and really come back to ourselves and get out of the, the mind, right? The stories. Can we talk a little bit about that? Cause that was one of the things that really, I mean, there's so many beautiful things that I took from the retreat. I would be, we would be here days if I would really share <laughs> all of those. I mean, it was just, it was like a lifetime within, within a weekend, you know, it was this really transformative. Yeah. It was just wild and amazing. Um, but what, you know, one thing you talked about is you were doing the story work, you know, within yourself. Can, do you mind like sharing that? Cause I know as mothers and just as humans, we spend so much time in the mind mm -hmm. and it's almost like the mind it's, it can siphon. If we're not masters, it can just siphon that energy. And, and then we're manifesting constantly by our thoughts. And mm -hmm. so can you kind of give us a little bit of your, um, your insight to where you're doing your story work and how you're finding reprieve from the stories and what, what do you do just to help, help us moms a little bit to get mm -hmm. out of the mind and to really look at this from a different perspective. Does that, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess, you know, the first thing I want to say is that it's actually so much easier to rewrite the story than we think it is. Like we're generally so caught in the story. You know, we have scripted ourselves as a character into whatever story we are creating, co-creating with ourselves every single day from the moment that we wake up. And we genuinely feel that, that, that that's it. That even if there was some other story that we wanted, that it seems so far away, that it's so out of reach, that it's just like, you know, how? And it, it starts mm. in the mind. It 100% starts in the mind. And so it's like getting clear with that, that we actually have the capacity and the power to be able to shift it. But that's where it starts is we mm. have to believe that we have that. If we don't mm. believe that we have that, then there's nowhere to go. And so it's like recognizing that we are the creators and starting from there. Mm. And um, it feels like so much of the stories that we get created in or that we're creating for ourselves, um, we hold ourselves hostage through fear and anxiety. Um, and so yes. it's like looking at those pieces too. And, you know, I'm recently just in this process where it's like, taking the fear and the anxiety and literally just like taking it off a shelf and just putting it over there and just it's like a simple process and seeing how that feels. Oh, I love that. that. It's like, how does it feel without this anxiety? I'm just going to put it over mm. there. Even if it's for like 30 seconds, it's like, can you try that on in your body? Can you try that on oh, in your I body? Because we have to know how it feels in order to create the new script. Cause it's less about the details mm. and it's more about the feeling. Yeah, like how do we want to feel yes. in the new story? Oh. And when we can, that, that's, you know, that's the imprisonment, the fear and the anxiety. Mm. Cause oftentimes we're so yes. fearful or, or anxious about something that hasn't even happened. It's something that we're anticipating happening that hasn't happened that we just get in a loop. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate? Oh, Yes. Yeah. And it's so loop. Like, and, and so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I just want to touch on that because the loop is, it's that it's kind of, we get in it and, and we don't know how to get out, mm -hmm. you know, this is we, and it's, so it's bringing awareness of the loop. And I love, I love this idea of just almost like taking your hands, like, you know, in your mind, taking your hands, grasping that anxiety and that fear and just, I would almost like give it some love and then just say, you're, it's okay. We're going to put you over here for a little bit. You know, we're going to try you off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take you off for a moment. And yes. see. yeah, instead of trying it on, we're going to try you off. And cool. then we're going to just feel like, how does that feel? And is it, and it's really training, right? It's training the mind. It's becoming awareness of where, what state we're in in order to get out of the loop, right? We have to know we're in the loop in order to get out of the loop. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the stages of awareness, which lead to stages of transformation. Mm -hmm. mm, yes, I love that. I love that. And it seems so, so simple, mm -hmm. um, yet it's not always easy. It's not always easy for us. And so, and, I, and maybe sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not, but it's just, it's having that practice. So how, what are things that you implement in your life 
to connect with yourself? How do you, what are some simple, even maybe this is early in your journey or just would help you get to that point of connecting to yourself and to your center and, and to, you know, the, the parts of us that are, that are, that are all love and all light. But how do you, how do, what have you done to kind of help yourself get there? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really simple practices that I, maybe they just seem sim- simple to me at this point, but um, you know, a morning practice, I feel like is really important. It's when you wake mm-hmm. up and, you know, it, I say, what do you imbibe first? Ooh, I what love do you that. imbibe first? And so, especially in this day and age, it's like most people imbibe their smartphone. Yes. You know, I love mean, my, myself included many times, and that comes with, you know, busy schedules and all the things. Um, what do you imbibe first? And because that's going to start set the tone of your day. Um, so for me, for, you know, over 20 years, it's been, you know, yoga, asana, yoga, asana, just to get my body moving, pranayama, you know, get the breath moving and, you know, a little bit of meditation. And then, I mean, my sequence really has been like yoga, pranayama, meditation, um, draw a card from some deck. Love it. 20 years, you know, since I was a teenager, I used the animal medicine deck, you know, for years and years and years. And now they're becoming so popular that there's just so many to choose from. Um, So I draw a card and then I journal. So, Mm. you know, and that sounds like a lot, but yeah, like when I was younger and, you know, didn't have as many responsibilities, I could take two hours and do that in the morning. You know, I don't have two hours in the morning anymore. So, right you know, my kind of my, my morning time limit at this point is 30 minutes. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, I will, I will pack it in and in whatever way I can. So, and at this Mm -hmm. point I've been doing it for so long that kind of the expedited, expedited version can still work for me. (laughs) Well, and, and I, I love that. And so do you find yourself on days that you have more time to linger? You will, Yes. But it's, but on, t- on days when you're, when you have, when you have a schedule, like you will, you will do it, but you will shorten the, the time frame for all those things. Correct. Correct. I love that. I love it. Cause you know, that really just opens my eyes and, you know, this idea that, you know, no just to be able to start your morning intentionally and doing these mm-hmm. things to set the tone, to get your connection. Cause then you're really operating from such a more, much more calm and connected place, but also knowing, and what I'm hearing is it's really your, your, your self-care. This is self-caring. This is like caring for your connection. It's caring for your relationships. It's yeah. caring because everything that we, we are, we project into the world. And yeah. so if we can, if we can really come back and, and just find that place, we're going to project more love and less irritation and frustration and annoyance of children. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Just getting to that center point and connecting to, I mean, my biggest thing really, I will add to this because I really have like a morning thing and then an evening thing. Um, That's for me. And it doesn't matter what time of day it is. It's just, I know that I'm going to have that self-care piece of connecting with the body, the breath, you know, drawing a card means connecting to the mystery and to the universe and, to like, you know, the invisible language of what you may call God. Um, 
but making offerings and having a place in nature that I'm connected to. So, you know, that's my sunset mm. piece as I go out. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to live in a place that has an expanse of incredible nature. So when I have my, I have my yeah. spot, you know, and I go out and I bring, I bring my offerings every day, something organic, you know, whether that's mm. flower petals or, you know, a crystal or tobacco or cedar or cornmeal. And when mm. I have, and I show that appreciation genuinely, genuinely mm. you know, for the privilege, the opportunity to be here and to have this life and, and to give back, you know, in some humble, small way uh, with consistency. Mm. Mm. So that piece, cause you know, it's like, it's having that direct communication line with God. Mm. Oh, it's beautiful. I love, I love that. I love the offering. I honestly haven't even thought about doing that, but I, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I, I think that that's so beautiful to really, you're, you're, you're cultivating like this deep gratitude for nature, for in, in we are nature, yeah. but also for the opportunity to be here in this, in, uh, in this life. And I just, it's so, it's just so, um, it just fills me with just even hearing it so much gratitude like this. It's really important to really connect to that connection and the opportunity that we are here because so many of us just kind of go, you know, wake up, we're on our smartphones right before bed. We're on our smart smartphones. I mean, think about how different our lives would be if we just took time to, you know, it's almost like this big circle. It's like you start out, you know, yeah. in your morning meditation connection and you come back and you're able to uh, connect again and, and just be so grateful for the day. I just love this. This is beautiful. Yeah. So is this, so this has been something you've been doing for a long time. A long time. Yeah. Over 20 years. Wow. That's amazing. So what got, what, um, <clears throat> what led you into um, hosting these transformative retreats? Like, what was it that, cause you are, you are obviously conduit of healing and love and light and really helping humanity wake up. Mm -hmm. And so was, and you said that it wasn't necessarily this direct journey, but when did you begin to start holding these spaces for people to heal and to have these transformative, you know, experiences? It, it, I mean, it's been a process. I, I mean, I, I would say like my, my, really my work starting to work with people started almost 20 years ago um, when I got into the, um, the healing arts as they would call it, right? And I was a body worker and did massage and started specializing in craniosacral therapy. So getting into like the energy work, but basically laying my hands on thousands of bodies because mm -hmm. I did that for so many years. Um, and that wasn't even what I was planning on doing, actually. Like at the time, I thought, okay, I'll go to massage school and then, you know, develop something where I can work less, make more money, and then go back to school, school, and then really get on with life. And so not knowing once I started touching bodies that it completely, that really pivoted the course of my life. 
Um, because like I said earlier, you know, you want to study the universe, study the body. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, there's so much magic there. And especially when I got into craniosacral therapy too. So, um, you know, I would say that was one of the foundations mm-hmm. of holding a therapeutic container for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the evolution of that, like I started teaching craniosacral therapy at an institute in Boulder, uh, which, which I still do. And, you know, so as an educator in a classroom setting. And then, you know, I started developing, like really getting into women's work, right? Where I was doing a lot of full moon and new moon circles and what I called moon temples. And um, then, you know, so it was just kind of this evolution of working with groups and attending to the needs of what the community was asking for, essentially. So mm. it hasn't really been this thing of mine where it's like, I'm going to be this healer. I'm going to do this thing. This is my goal. Like, no, my thing has been listening. Mm. What are the needs of the community Mm. of humanity, you know, and then responding in terms of like the main transformational retreats that I'm doing now, you know, I had worked with a lineage for a long time that I still work with. So that started 17 years ago the woman's lineage. And so working on myself deeply and then, you know, moving into, um, Seva. So assisting, serving, attending to my teachers, traveling all over the world with them, taking care of all the different things, you know, um, from plane tickets to administration, to emails, to on-site in the work itself, um, giving mm. them body work, doing doing all the things and, but purely just from a place of seva. And when I say seva, it's a Sanskrit word for, you know, selfless service. So when that that. just transformed into basically then the one day that the teacher pushes you out of the nest, which is uncomfortable. Mm, Yes. And, And then eventually you get your wings. You know, I mean, you have your wings when the teacher pushes you out of the nest, but you learn how to use them. Oh, this is so good. I love that. It's, um, can, can we just back up? I would love for you. Could you just tell us a little bit about, um, uh, cranial sacral therapy? It's a therapy, right? Can you, because I, a lot of, maybe some women know about it, but I would love to just, because you spoke about it to bring that up a little bit, because it is a, a, a therapy mm-hmm. that yeah. is readily available for a lot of people. And I would just love, could you just, because I, I feel like that could be something that could just, you know, help our listeners if they, because it is readily, but could you tell us a little bit about that? There's so much that to, I, I want to unpack there, but I feel like that's something that our, our listeners can kind of, um, would want a little bit more expanded information on. Sure. It's like hard Thank to put you. it in a nutshell, but um, can you say <laughs> it's a, it's a form of body work. So it is hands-on body work, but okay. it is, it's a light touch form of body work. Um, it's so it's not massage. It's not massage where you're getting your skin and your okay. muscles palpated and moved. Um, you remain fully clothed during the session and the client or the practitioner will have their hands on you at different places in your body, um, you know, from your feet, your torso, your head, 
And the touch will be no more than five grams of pressure, which is the weight of a nickel. And what they're going to be doing is they are palpating the, what's called the, uh, the craniosacral system inside your body. So just like you have a respiratory system, right. That allows you to breathe air. You have a cardiac system that allows blood to pump through your veins into your heart. You have what's called a craniosacral system, which is the movement of the cerebral spinal fluid through your central nervous system, which is your brain and your spinal cord. Um, so, and that is like the, uh, the inner tide of your body, right? Mm. So just like the planet is what 75, 85% water and has a tide, which is like the breath of the planet that goes in and out. And we as bodies are you know, 75 to 80% water. And mm -hmm. we have this cerebral spinal fluid, which is a fluid that protects and nourishes, um, our brain and our spinal cord inside of our skull and our spinal column. Um, so it's like the most precious liquid inside our body. Um, and it also has a rhythm in which it flows into the central nervous system and flows out. And mm. so that right there is what the practitioner is palpating um, to look for any like regularities or abnormalities in that system. And then mm. um, using different techniques to regulate any abnormalities in the system, which generally comes from um, moving the bones of your cranium, which sounds, that may sound really um, intense, but it's actually used with five grams of pressure or less. So th this work is what I call practical magic. Um, oh, so it, it is actually really rooted in anatomy and physiology and manipulation of the bones and the joints, just like osteopathy. Um, it actually is rooted in osteopathic medicine. Um, it just comes from a different kind of viewpoint of how we can, how much force we actually need to make an effect. Mm. Mm. Um, and anybody can receive that. it. So, you know, they use it with babies, with infants. You know, this is highly used, especially because there's so much trauma to the skull um, during birth. So wonderful for infants, wonderful, mm -hmm. you know, for mamas too, post-birth and wonderful for stress and anxiety and so many different conditions, but um, yeah, highly recommended. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. That was, per that was just amazing. Um, I really, what I love is having the opportunity to just bring different healing techniques to different people that they, because there's so many amazing things that, um, and techniques that people just don't know about that yeah. they, you know, to feel supported by. And I love that you said practical magic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually have had it done a very long time ago. I would like it done again. I, I might just come up to Taos and see you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I so appreciate you. I, you know, I, um, there was something you said at the retreat that was so empowering and I didn't really realize how much it resonated with me until after, until the integration part. But it was something you said, and I think you'd heard it from somebody. You said, a snake that cannot shed its skin will perish, mm -hmm. right? This idea yeah. of um, if we're not able to really release or how, what does that mean in, the, in human terms, in humanity? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing that a little bit? It's, we'll mm -hmm. kind of wrap it up here, but this is, I would love to really... Um, share this because it was really impactful. And I know what it kind of meant for me, but I would love to see how it is reflected in, in you. Sure. 
Um, so there's there's the the practicality of that. I mean, that is true. A snake that cannot shed its skin will die. Um, yeah. The metaphor of that is that if if we ourselves are not able to shed those skins or shed those identities, and you know, really allow ourselves to go through a transformational process, and not just one, but many in our lifetime, that you know, our soul's evolution will not occur. Mm. And that's why we're here. You know, that's why we're here is to have that soul evolution. So if we cannot allow that by the entrapment of our mind, mm -hmm. then that, that aspect of us will perish. Mm -hmm. And we will experience what I call soul suffering. Nobody wants that. Mm -mm. No, no, no. And it's very common. It's very yeah. common especially among Westerners. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I think many of us, we don't have the tools. We, we don't even know. I mean, I, I, I look at how long I lived my life, just <clears throat> younger years, you know, decades of just being in that Western mentality, you know, thinking that the house, the kids, the cars, the vacations, all those things that I've been told that I, that I want is yeah. the answer. And right. it's, it's, just not it's it's nothing material can ever fulfill that and so it's almost like the snake shedding its skin it's almost that we have to change we have to mm -hmm. evolve we have to release identities and stories um and also the things that come in that, that are happening in our lives are truly happening for us to help us evolve would you would you agree with that maybe yes yes 100 percent Anything that occurs is occurring for you, not to you. Mm. And it's divinely, it's divinely co-created for you, right? It's, it's, it's just, it's an opportunity. And that's one thing I, what I'm realizing is even when things happen, quote unquote, that are bad, they're actually not bad. They're just transition. It's just, it's just kind of the sloughing away of the skin that is no longer serving me. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I yeah, love just, that. Just because something's comfortable doesn't mean that it, you know, it necessarily still fits. Mm, yes. Doesn't mean like, like some clothes. It might be your comfy sweat clothes, but they have holes and they just need to be thrown away. Yes. Throw that shit out. Yes. Throw that shit out. Come on. Get yourself some new ones. Try something new on. Oh, Essentia, thank you so much for just spending, just creating time in your, in your life. I know you're busy and I just so appreciate you. Um, you've just left such an incredible um, imprint in my, in my life and in my soul. And it's, it's changed the direction of my life. And so many things are shifting and changing and it just feels um it feels so good. And just your presence and your ability to create a container for healing is just, it's beautiful and it's inspirational. And I, I feel such a draw that I, you know, Sava, right? Sava, I just, I, I want, I wish to embody that. And I hope that in my work, I can, you know, create that for people out there that are just they just need these little seeds of, or just little different ways of thinking that can open up a whole new world and a whole new experience. Absolutely. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you so much for 
holding this place of information and resources for people so they can gather those seeds and, and go you know, flourish their gardens. My honor. Um, well, everyone, I am going to uh, make sure that you can connect with Essentia has um, an Instagram page and anything else that um, you want to connect with her on. Um, I will put that in the show notes and um, and I hope to, ha I would love to have you on again as we evolve and this friendship and um, in our experience in life together, I would just love to continue the conversation if you're open to that. Absolutely. Just Yay! let me know when I would love to. Okay, wonderful. All right, everyone, we'll catch you on the next Hippie Moms podcast. Bye.